go search for it. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Nicole Reddick Alexander. And this is Divine Knowledge, the Part 8. Divine Knowledge, Part 8, on Brotherly Kindness. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. I thank you for this day. I thank you that you love us. You feed us what is convenient what is needed to strengthen our bodies, our spiritual bodies, that we will live forever with you, and that we will live by your word here on the earth. Father, I ask you to open up the eyes and the ears of your people. Give them an understanding of your word. Let their heart be right as they receive this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Brotherly Kindness, Divine Knowledge, Part 8, Converting Souls, Apostolic Ministries with Apostle Nicole Reddick Alexander. Chapter 1 of 2 Peter. Verse 3, According as His divine power, God's divine power, His Spirit, have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren or idle nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If these things, so today in these things, we're adding brotherly kindness. Brotherly kindness. So what does this pertain to? What is brotherly? It's Brotherly kindness is love of Christians one for another. Brotherly love out of a common spiritual life. So you have to love your sister or brother in Christ. For them to love you, they can't do ill will. For you to love them, you have to put up with stuff. 
Romans, the 12th chapter. You have to have patience. You have to have actually long-suffering. The 12th chapter of Romans, the ninth verse. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. In honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. With brotherly love, preferring one another. This is an agapo, agape love. It's directing your will and finding one's joy in something or someone. And in this case, God is saying, love your brother in Christ. Love your sister in Christ. Brother and sister love in Christ. The spiritual life is the common denominator. Jesus Christ, just like your mother and father, is the common denominator in your family life. Let love be without dissimulation. What is dissimulation? Hypocrisy. Unfeigned and genuine without hypocrisy unfeigned and genuine you have to be sincere in what you do for your brother or sister it cannot be in deceit it cannot be in hypocrisy it cannot be insincere dissimulation brings all that stuff the Bible says without dissimulation. So dissimulation is hypocrisy. Feigned love. It's not genuine, it's fake. It's not sincere, it's insincere. What does it mean when he says abhor? He says Abhor means to detest, to utterly hate. We in Romans 12, 9. To abhor that which is evil means to hate it. To, to detest it utterly. The evil that you either have coming against you or that you give off. You got to hate it. Hate sin. You have to hate it. I can't hate it for you. Your mom can't hate it for you. Your dad can't hate it for you. You've got to hate it for yourself. And when you hate it for yourself, it gets out of your life. It is out of your life. You see it going away. Bye-bye.
to your love got to be without dissimulation. It has to be unfeigned. It has to be genuine. It has to be sincere. First Peter, the first chapter. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit, the divine power, unto unfeigned love, unfeigned love. That's love without dissimulation. Unfeigned love. Without dissimulation. First Peter one twenty two, unfeigned love of the brethren, your brother and sister in Christ. See that ye love one another with a pure heart, fervently. Fervently. So now. Back to the book of Romans, the 12th chapter. Romans, the 12th chapter. Cleave to that which is good. To cleave means to join, to keep company with. First John, the third chapter. First John, the third chapter, nine through eleven. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifested, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Join, keep company with. See, this is not the same cleave as Adam and Eve, but this is the cleave as Ruth and Naomi, the, the mother and daughter-in-law. Bond, because this is my daughter-in-law, you were married to my son. Cleave, like Jonathan and David, friends that stick closer than a brother. A friendship that's pure, not desiring one another. They gave homage to each other. They kissed each other on the cheek. They welcomed each other. They were both prince and king. And this is how you greet one another. Join, keep company with. Brotherly love in the church. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter.
1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, the ninth verse. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you. And this is the church of Thessalonians. He says, I don't have to tell you about brotherly love. I need not write this unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. In other words, this ain't a problem in your church. This ain't a problem with your people. This is not a problem loving one another. So to the Thessalonian church, He didn't have to teach them because God taught them. And in verse 10, he says, And indeed you do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. But we, we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more. I need you to grow in God. You showing your brotherly kindness. But I need you to increase more. That means you have it, you need more of it. I need you to grow in the spirit. I need you to increase. He says, and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. So in other words, they had another problem that they had to increase and study to be quiet. To do your own business. Maybe there were some busybodies there. And work with your own hands as we command you. That ye may walk honestly toward them that are without. And that ye may have lack of nothing. You know, people twist the scripture. They sabotage you, set it up, set you up. And then they look at the scripture saying, oh, they must be walking honestly. They don't lack nothing. But you got to be careful in how you judge because you don't know the situation. First Peter, the second chapter. First Peter 2, 17. Honor all men. Esteem all men. Honor them. Love. Now you got to honor all men, but you got to love the brotherhood. And what does that mean? You got to love your brother and sister in Christ. You got to love the brotherhood. You got to love the sisterhood. It don't say sister, it says brother, but we understand it's a family thing. Respect, honor, esteem, all men. But you love your brother and sister in Christ. This is how we know that we belong to God, by the love we have one for another. Fear God. And honor 
king. In Christianity, your brother and sister relationship is made possible through Jesus Christ, given a new birth. This is the spiritual birthing that we have as men and women in Christ. We're all a part of this spiritual family. So we must understand that it's the spiritual birthing, being baptized in the spirit, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we as men and women or brothers and sisters in Christ. First John, the fourth chapter. We have to add this to our faith. First John, the fourth chapter. Verses 7 through 21 is about God's love and how he is love. And we're going to go through it bit by bit. Verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Love one another, for love is of God. You know, there is this scripture in John. And I'm going to go to it real quick. That you have to be born from above. And when you're born from above, you're born by God. It might not be John. Uh, I cannot find it, but I'm thinking of that scripture. So being born of God, you being born from above. And so if you're born from above, you're born again. And it's John 1, verse 12 and 13. It says, but as many as received him, him who? Jesus Christ. To them gave he the power to become the sons of God. That's family. It don't say what male or female. It says to as many as received him. He gives us the power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. It says many and then them. It doesn't categorize male or female. We all become the children of God. Which were born. Not of the will of, not of blood. Nor of the will of the flesh. Nor of the will of man. But you're born of God. And one way that birthing starts is through Jesus Christ. He gives you the power 
He gives it to you. We got to add brotherly kindness to our faith. We got to add it to our faith. We are born of God that is being born from above. First John, the fourth chapter. And we know him because we carry his agape. Verse 9 and 10. Oh, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, that the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's God's love towards us. And it, his love is made manifest. It came alive through what he does, through his actions. The love of God sending his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. This is that eternal living that when you come to Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. Why? Because God is now being in the influence in your life. And it don't just stop when you pass away. It continues on when you die and you live eternally because your spirit is eternal. But some of us will not live eternally. Why? Because we won't accept his influence. We won't accept his love towards us. Giving his son, Jesus Christ. You got to accept his love. He says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we are also to love one another. So if God loved us, we are also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, then God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected. Perfected. Y'all better start liking that word perfected in us by love one another by one another verse let's go to verse 17 Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that fears.
first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother in Christ whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this is the commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Here we're talking about brotherly kindness, how we treat each other as Christians. We have to add brotherly kindness to our faith. We cannot hate our brother and sister in Christ. If you say you hate you, your brother in Christ, then you are a liar. And the love of God isn't in you. You know, I, somebody had did something to me and they continue it and continue it and continue it. And I, and I teach against hating. Abhorring. I teach against it. And I, and I said, I hate. And then I had to think about it. But it came out already. So I had to fix it because it's not them that I hate. It's the evil that they're putting off. All they had to do was stop. They didn't want to stop. So then you have to go to the next step. What is the next step? Discipline. If you can't stop on your own, you need discipline. No matter what disciplinary action may come. And if you keep getting away with the same thing, you're going to keep doing the same thing. So then when it comes to a harsher punishment, all of a sudden, I don't love you. Well, guess what? I do or you wouldn't be getting it. Because when you got the lesser sentence, you didn't take heed. But you love the evil more than you love God. So we got to understand what real love is. If you're doing evil to your brother and sister in Christ, you do not love them. He who loved God loveth his brother also. But if you're doing evil to them, you are a liar and the love of God is not in you. Go back over to 1 John 3. The 11 through 24 verse, and we're going to go through this one too. For this is a message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. You can't slay your brother or sister in Christ. And you can do it spiritually. You be trying. 
and whereof slew he him, because his own works were evil and his brothers righteous. Are you doing righteous works or evil works? Because if you're doing righteous works, you're not slaying your brother as Cain slayed Abel. If you're doing evil works, then you're doing as Cain slayed Abel. And that's not of God. And the love of God is not in you. Verse 14. But it said, no, let's go to 13. I can't skip that. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. See, he don't want you to have a problem if the world hates you. It shouldn't be a surprise if the world hates you. You don't have a problem. You only have a problem if your brother in Christ is hating you. He said, I want you to pay attention to this. The message is love one another. But if you're doing like Cain, you hating your brother. If there is no love there, his works were evil. Now ask yourself, are you doing evil works against your brother and sister in Christ? Self-examine. Self-examine. Verse 14, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. You pass from death unto life because you love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. You need some conversion. You need some conversion. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. What do y'all do in the dark? You can get up and preach a message, but what are you doing in the dark? What you do when nobody can see you? No murderer has eternal life. There's got to come a change in your life. You want eternal life? You've got to turn yourself over to God. Turn yourself over to God. If you're in the faith, you got to pray, God, forgive me. Strengthen me. Empower me. And your divine power that I not abhor my brother and sister in Christ. That I not hate them.
Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And that we do is two part. You've got to lay down your natural life, the evil that you may have done. Lay down your life. Love your brother and sister in Christ. them in the night. God sees in the dark places that man cannot see. What you do to them will eventually come out in the light. But whosoever hath this world's good and seeth his brother hath need and shut up his bowels of compassion for him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby know we that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments. And do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. And love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abides in us by the spirit which he hath given us. The divine power. By the divine power. This is the commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing to who? To him. Don't he do things pleasing for you? See, we got this one way of looking at things. He give us an eternal life. That's pleasing to you, right? He give he take care of you spiritually, and then it in turn it takes care of you naturally, right? That is pleasing to you, right? You start living for him and working for him. It's pleasing to you, right? So why can't we do what's pleasing to him? Abhor evil. Why can't we hate pleasurable sins? Why can't we hate murder? Why can't we hate stealing? That's pleasing to God. Hating it and not doing it. Hating it and not doing it. 
got to love your relationship with Christ. When you begin to build with him, his influence in your life, this is the trade-off. This is the relationship of father-daughter. This is the relationship of father-son. This is why I can say Heavenly Father. Because he, he pleases me, and in turn, I please him. I may not like please man. And you got to know the difference. As you grow in God, you will begin to understand what pleases man and what pleases God. You've got to understand it. And then you've got to stand your ground. Because understand that warfare will come when you stand your ground on what you believe God is saying. And as long as you're not doing the harm, you're not an evil. You're not hating the one that's coming against you. You're loving them. We have to add brotherly kindness to our faith. These are the characteristics of Christ. We are partaking of the divine nature. He is feeding us today food that is convenient. How to live this life of love. Understand, we got to get hating a person out of our vocabulary. And we have to hate the actions that they put forth, especially when they're evil. You got to have long suffering and patience because even if they think they love you, they're making you suffer. They have the knowledge of love wrong. We got to understand we must love our brothers and sisters in Christ. It is the brotherhood. It is the sisterhood. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I pray that this entered into the hearts of men and women that hear. And they will add brotherly kindness. to their faith is partaking of your divine, divine nature by your divine power, the Holy Ghost. Continue to move 
by your spirit. Continue to speak, God. Continue to work with us as we try to align with your word and walk therein and become doers and not hearers only. And as we become doers of your word and we love our brothers and sisters and not hate like Cain, but love like you and giving your son. When we love not our lives to death, We put our natural lives aside, our natural hates, and we love our brother and sister in Christ. And that don't mean doing what they want. So have your way, Lord, in, in all of us, because some still ain't get the message. But one day I hope it penetrate their heart and mind. In the name of Jesus Christ, the potentate king, our, our husband in the spirit, the potentate king, Jesus Christ himself, whose banner over us is love. And the, to the God of love. In your son Jesus' name, amen and amen.